Hello and welcome to the Fully Free Podcast with your host, Taylor Lee. This is the podcast to get raw and real about running an online business, living life as an entrepreneur, and figuring it all out as you go. After creating seven figures in my first three years as a coach and doing what I love every single day, I truly believe that you deserve the money, joy, and life of your dreams. I hope to inspire you with weekly episodes on money, marketing, life, and all things online business. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. Hey, you guys, welcome back to another episode of the Fully Free Podcast. I am so excited to introduce you guys to Queen Choma. You are in for such a treat. She holds nothing back in this episode, and we are going to talk about where to start with PR and media as an online coach, how to get onto podcasts, and pretty much everything she knows about that. Like I said, she holds nothing back. I am so thankful to have met this woman. Um, I mean, to be very transparent with you, I met because she showed up in my inbox and she has connected we connected me with so many amazing women for me to be on their podcast, for them to be on mine. And, you know, one reason I'm so grateful for that is because whether you know it or not, she has connected me with many of you guys through these collaborations with her clients. So Queen helps women entrepreneurs break into the media and attract good PR for their brands. Her clients are regularly booked for multitude of media opportunities, including TV talk show interviews, guest blogging, magazine covers, magazine spreads, podcast interviews, and speaking gigs. Her clients have been seen in Forbes, Thrive Global, Women Entrepreneur Magazine, BBC London Radio, Essex Style Magazine, just to name a few. She's absolutely incredible. And her mission is to teach, speak, heal, and impact millions through her inspirational, motivational, and faith-inspired messages. And I'm so excited to help her reach a few more women today in this episode. I hope you enjoy it, but I know you're going to. Get out a pad of paper and a pen because you're going to want to take notes. If you're listening to this because you want to get into the media, you want to get some amazing podcast interviews um, nailed in for your brand, you're going to want to be taking notes because she's going to give you the step-by-step and some of the most incredible tips that people just aren't sharing because they're just so easily looked over that are going to help you stand out and make a huge difference uh, to nail those features and those collaborations. All right, you guys, let's dive in. I will see you there. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Fully Free Podcast. I'm so excited to introduce you to Queen, who is the queen of PR, in my opinion. I absolutely love her. She's gotten me on a ton of podcasts, so very thankful to her for that. Um, Hi, Queen. I'm so excited to have you. Oh, thank you so much, Taylor. It's such an honor and a pleasure to be with you, and thank you for the warm and wonderful introduction. Of course. So I know that you help people obviously with PR and media, um, but tell me a little bit in your own words, what you do. And I would love to hear how you got started in this world. Yes, of course. So my name is Queen Choma. I am international motivational speaker, 
a TV presenter, PR and media coach, and a publicist. And I guess how I really help women at the moment is I literally help them to break into the media. I work with a lot of five-figure coaches, six and seven-figure coaches, and women entrepreneurs in general. So it could be authors, speakers. I work with creatives. And I just help women to really have the confidence and charisma to shine on a multitude of camera and stages because sometimes we, we're so used to live streaming and we think that that's the only camera that we're going to be on or whether it's like one TV show with just one camera. But the truth is there could be 10 cameras facing at one time. It could be seven, it could be three. And that's the same with being on stage. It could be huge stages in front of thousands. It could be stages in front of just, you know, 12 women, 12 women, 12 people, whatever it would be. So I help them to really prepare for all things PR and media. And that could be podcasts, magazines, TV, and everything in between. Um, So how I got my, in a way, break into this industry, I guess it just really happened organically. But I think there was one moment that was really defining for me. And I remember being invited to move to Cyprus and join a girl band. And I literally had to, it was funny enough, it was this time around now, it was, it was Good Friday. I got the phone call out of the blue and I was like, oh my goodness, is this real? Is this, this is a scam? Like, is this, do you really want me to move to Cyprus and join a girl band? And I did some research. (laughs) I did some research into it and I was like, oh my goodness, this is real. And I spoke to a girl and she is now one of my really good friends. And she basically was like, this is real. The only thing that you might experience is they're a bit strict. You know, sometimes they don't want you to go to certain bars. But yeah, this is real. I've been performing with them and traveling and doing all of this work. And it is really, really good. You're going to love it. But you have to make that decision whether you want to leave it all. And I had a job at the time. I was working. I also had two singing and speaking gigs booked for Bulgaria and Turkey. And this was 2010. And so I was trying to figure out, like, do I do this or do I just stick to what I'm doing? Something inside of me said there's still more work to be done in the UK. So I didn't say no, but I sort of didn't really say yes. And they ended up realizing that I wasn't all in and they postponed the opportunity. But I spoke to a mentor of mine who was one of my mum's friend. And he said to me, listen, if you don't do it, it's not bad. But what is bad is if you do not decide to do anything going forward. It's like literally you need to actively seek opportunities from this day forward. And I think that that's what pushed me to start getting myself out there in a bigger way. And that led me to end up applying for all these auditions and castings. And then that's how I started to break into the media. And I was already doing performing arts as well from college. So, and you know, when I was, went to university, I was also doing mass communications and along with sociology. So I was having my foot in this sort of media world and performing arts world, but I didn't really know that it was going to lead to a career. So fast forward to 2016, I was working with a coach and she was like, you need to be a PR media coach for women entrepreneurs. And then she gave me the idea of being a publicist. And then she literally became my first client and she was like heading towards seven figures. And I was like, you're going to be my first client. This is amazing. And so I got to test everything out on her. She was like, I'll be your test client. And we worked together and it was amazing and helped her to get onto Entrepreneurs on Fire. And back then it was, you know, obviously still now it's a huge deal to be on this show. I mean, this is like a show that has like over a million downloads per episode. Yeah. And it just, yeah, it just began from there. And then I just have got to the point now where my clients are 
on like being seen in Forbes. So it's, it's been amazing. Oh my gosh. That's so amazing. And just to brag about you for a minute, I know like you have some amazing clients right now because you've been connecting me with them and then with me. And oh, I know you're just you. telling me hiring all your assistants. So it sounds like this has worked out really well for you. Yeah. Oh my God. It really has. And I think I got to a point where I was, you know, when you start to enjoy something and it gets a little bit to your head. And I remember just feeling like something, I felt like God was saying to me, this is really good. I'm happy that you're becoming a celebrity, but hello, how are you going to give back? Like, what are you going to do to give back? And that's when I started to realize this actually isn't just for me. It's not just about me shining and being on stage and being on TV. I am called to help girls and women to also have the same opportunities as me and beyond. I love that so much. That's amazing. And I love that you're helping people reach more people and you've helped me do that too. I've been connected with some really, really cool people and even clients. So Oh, I'm so happy. Oh my God, I'm so happy to hear this. Oh, thank you so much for sharing this with me and for letting me be here. Of course. Thank you. So on this note of, of helping people shine and get out there, you know, I have a lot of clients come to me who they want to take these first, they want to be seen by more people and all this stuff sounds great. I mean, most of my clients, they want to be on podcasts. They want to be in Forbes, entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. They want to speak on stages. They want to have their own event. They have huge dreams, write books, which Mm -hmm. I think is amazing. What would you say, but they haven't done any of the above yet, really. So what is like the first step to leveraging PR or media? Like, is there an easiest place to start or where would you tell someone like that to, to start off first step? Such a great question. I definitely think the first steps would be, I mean, I always believe there are two things you can do in regards to the, the back end and the front end when it comes to PR. So some of the reasons why women entrepreneurs don't have publicity is because they haven't really even sort of opened up their, sh- in a way, if we were to call it a shop, when we open our shop, we say we're in business. And usually we do this online by having our website and it usually would be like a sales page. So we'd say, here, here is my course. Everybody, I'm launching this right now and this is my program. But women, most women do not have a media page on their website or a media kit that really just sort of says, here I am, I'm ready for all things PR and media. So I think if women could start with just that, whether you're a newbie with no publicity under your belt, which I think we all have something under our belt. It could be a collaboration you did that you can just put onto that page. The media page is the beginning of your media success. It's the door that you open to begin this journey. So that's number one. And if you don't have anything to put on it, you could just be like, welcome to my media page and just say, keep checking back for media publications and articles. Videos will be here soon. Just make it seem as if like it's going to be here soon. And then say for PR media inquiries, please send over an email to info, add in your email, and then just kind of give them that information of where they can find you. So that if the media are on your website, which they do come onto your website, by the way, We think they don't, but they do, but they don't find the information that they need and then they just go. And they're very, like, very focused people. They're looking for specific things because I used to do it myself. When I worked in television, I was specifically looking for people to have on our show, on the TV show. And when I wouldn't find a media kit or a media page, I'm gone. Like, I'm moving on to the next 
ASAP. So that's how the, and imagine like journalists that are even harder than TV hosts. So they're looking for what they're looking for. And if you can show them that your door is open to their, their world, they're going to want to book you. They're going to be like, oh, you know, we would love to have you on our show. And you'll be amazed at who would reach out. So that's number one. Number two, I definitely think that it's really important that you are crystal clear in regards to where you want to be seen. The lack of clarity in itself is what keeps us from being seen. So, okay, so I'd say just like as a quick tip, just write down where you want to be seen. Just be, be very bold, have all the small opportunities that you'd like to attract think of the medium sized things and think of the big things that alone is going to open you up to receive. But in terms of the, the action step to take, that is, is, I would say that is even more important than this step when it comes to putting yourself out there. I think it's so true what you said that sometimes women don't know where to start. So I would say start by actually just trying to have the lowing fruit opportunity. So it could be collaborating with besties. So it's things like Instagram story takeovers, asking for, opportunities to be featured on blogs. And this could be, start with your friends and family, start with people you know, and start with local media and podcast shows. So if you could just start with the smaller things first, because they're very easy to secure. If you try to be on some small podcasts that have just, you know, a little bit of a following, they're more likely to say yes than if you go and reach out to, for example, Forbes or Huffington Post, where it takes where they're looking for, you know, serious quality. And it doesn't mean that you don't have quality. It just means that you need to, you know, you're going to get there bit by bit. So start small, but at the same time, know that this can happen fast. You could be in Huffington Post within the next three weeks. So don't think you're just going to stay in a small place. You're going to grow if you keep doing this and if you keep putting yourself out there. I love that. So I love what you said about the media kit too, because I've never even thought of that. And I actually have been featured <laughs> in places <laughs> and it still seems like something that like, oh, I'm not fancy enough to have that. You know, it just seems like something that only like really, really big deal people have, which, you know, is, is kind of a, a limiting belief to think that you're not a big deal. But I just think that's such, yeah, a, you are a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> such an easy thing for us to do. Like logically, step by step, it's not too hard to add a page like that to your website. A great starting point. And I think I love how you started talking about writing down places you'd like to be featured. And I think doing that plus just getting that media kit on your website is, like you said, a great way to open up to receive and, and kind of a way to, to manifest this in as well as strategically start the process, which I love combining those two things. Yeah. Like whenever I'm trying to manifest a TV interview, it could be just a publication or anything. The first thing I do is I start acting as if it's booked. So I find what I'm going to wear. I'm like, okay, what am I going to wear for it? And it typically, like I pitched to a TV show not so long ago, just before Christmas. And I was really set in my mind that I'm going to be on this show. And they got back to me within a few weeks, it was all booked. And because I acted as if it was going to happen, not just pitching, but I also acted as if, so I got my outfit ready. I started to ask one of my friends, will you help me come, would you come along and take me pictures? And just also act, like you said, manifesting is also the key. And we do that by acting as if. I love that so much. So yesterday we were chatting a little bit and you mentioned something to me about being media appealing 
and having, and I might get this wrong because this is your expertise, but this is what I was hearing you say is being media appealing, having a great story that Mm -hmm. I'm assuming people would want to feature. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because like I was just saying too, I feel like people get in their heads of like, I'm not a big enough deal. I'm not that interesting. I mean, I have clients who are incredible making six and multiple six figures online in all various niches, but they kind of feel like, well, there's a lot of other people doing that too. So like no big deal over here. And who would want to feature me? Like how do you become media appealing slash how, like, how do you know if your story is good enough? What kind of story do you need for people to want to feature you? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Most certainly. So one of the things I normally tell my clients in their media kit, for example, and and this can even go on the media page too. And I always say to them, let's focus. And okay. So I always say to them, let me help you with your, your actual, like trying to bring out the quirky fun facts about you trying to help you be more media attractive. And some of the ways that we do this is I love to ask them, like I said, the fun facts, tell me quirky things. Tell me what you love, what you dislike. What's, what's, um, what are you, what's cheeky about you? What's cute? What is fun? What have you done? What, like, tell me where you've traveled to. So I try to, and this is the reason why I combine coaching with publicist work because really and truly I'm on the phone with them and I'm just trying to hear something that I can use as an angle for the next pitch that I make. So I'm trying, I'm just trying to hear what is it that you've achieved or what is it that you've done or what is really juicy about you and your brand? What secret thing is hidden that I can actually discover and let them know and say, this is the thing that we can use. This is a new hook. This is a new angle. And then just pitch and just try and, you know, put this across to the media and see if they're interested in a story. And so that's what you need to look for with yourself as well. And try and don't just write as if you are, for example, doing a CV. Don't make it too traditional and boring. Try to also, yes, it needs to be professional, your bio, for example, your, your media page and everything, but also think of speaking in a way that attracts the media and share your story by sharing intricate details. So one of the things that even Marie Folio talked about in B-School, which I really felt that is such a, an aligned thing with what we're talking about now, is she was like, okay, have different stories. So you can have up to like seven stories. So with me, I have my education story where I talk about university. Then I have my entrepreneurial story of how I got into this world. I have my publicity story or my PR story. And that even connects with my pageant career because I actually won a, um, a publicity award. So I can even use that as part of the publicity story. And then I have, for example, the speaking story where where I've spoken around the world and all of this. So if you can separate your stories and have different stories that you can share with the media, that is a very big plus. So fun facts, that's how you infuse your creativity, the, the quirkiness, the interesting things about you. Then knowing your different stories that you can share. And it could even be things like, for example, the day you're in your office and then your boss said this and you were upset and then you said this and then you decided that that was the day you're going to leave. And just sto- even stories like that, where it's just mini stories, not necessarily something huge happened, but it could be tiny things that make things more interesting. And then I think that it's also very important to check out other bios out there. 
there are loads of celebrities that are rocking it out in the media. They're rocking it out in the media for a reason because they have those amazing bios where they really share their story and share even lots of dates, key significant dates, which is which I think is missing sometimes in some women's bios. So they'll say things like, I do this and I've achieved this and this is my brand and so on and so forth, but they will miss dates. So they wouldn't say, for example, in when I in 2016 this happened. In 2010, this happened. You know, 2020, this is what we see happening with the brand. Always end with the vision in terms of what you're going to do next. Because the media want to know, okay, you've done all this great stuff. What's next? And sometimes what you've done isn't enough to attract the publicity that you desire. But if your mission is huge, so I'll give you an example. If your mission is, I'm on a mission to change 200,000 women's lives by 2022. Now that's a mission that the media want to get behind. But if you say something like, I want to help loads of women, that doesn't really speak to the media because everybody wants to help women. So just really being bold and big with your mission as well. I love that. I love that tip. And I think that's such a good thing for people to be thinking about in general is their vision. And I love that you keep mentioning to just, you know, be bold, think big. I mean, that's the type of thing I'm telling people with their marketing as well. Like if you want to get people's attention in marketing, you know, there's thousands of amazing women who have great things to say, like, but who's going to say it the loudest and the most shameless and like, you know, really show up for it. That's who's going to win or be noticed or be seen. And we're normally just not doing it because we don't want to be judged and, and silly things like that, or declaring our mission. It's like, well, what if people think I'm crazy for saying I want to do that? Or Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough to do that. It's, I find it's really such silly limiting beliefs, keeping us from owning everything from our story, how incredible we are, who we are, but even our goals and our vision. So I just need to point that out because I, I love that. And I also think it's a genius thing to put in your bio that I haven't really thought of. Even though I've seen people put that in their bios, I, I've never really thought to do that for myself. So I'm going to be thinking about, about that as well. And, you know, what, of course, I know my mission, but like really sum it up in a, a really simple statement and throw it in my bio. Why not? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And you can have a short, you can, on your about page, you can still have everything as it is, speaking to your clients and everything. But one of the tips I'd also give is just remember that like the media are always on every page or they're at least going to be on the about page and then they're going to go to the media page. And so it wouldn't be a bad idea to have a button that says book me for speaking for a speaking opportunity or whether it's for media inquiries, click here. So it's like when they're reading all of that, like if they're there and they're like, oh, this doesn't sound like she's talking to me. I'm a journalist. I want you on Oprah right now. Um, I think I'm in the wrong place. Then all of a sudden they see this button that says for media inquiries, click here. Um, so you're, so in a way your about page can be more for the clients and yes, a little bit media if possible, but then on the main media page, then it wouldn't be a bad idea to have a perf- like a, a short bio and then a long bio. And then of course the title so that the media can see that if they need something to just grab and just be like, okay, this is all, this is, all, this is what she does. This is who she is. They've got that. But then if they're like, okay, this is a one hour interview. We need like all the details. They can be like, oh great. We've got this long bio where I can just pull from and pull from and pull from. So smart. And I know like I'm not doing a lot of interviews on my show. I I typically only put out about one per month, but still Mm -hmm. it is quite a bit of extra work to do an interview with somebody because I need to make sure that I have a great image of them, their bio. And, you know, I had someone on the show recently who's just emailed me over 
a media kit, which seems so professional, <laughs> but it was so nice because she had multiple bios I could use, multiple photos, links, like it was so nice. And it got me thinking like, wow, it would be much easier if I had that too, <laughs> to send it in. But you know, yeah. I, this is even getting me thinking and you know, I'm not the expert here, but even people who want to speak, like, um, I haven't done much speaking. So for my clients who want to do that, that's not really my expertise, but it's like, well, of course people aren't inviting you to speak at their events. If you don't put it out there that that's what you do, which I think having a media page is a really, or a speaking page is a great way to do that. Cause I think yeah, if someone doesn't have that, you may, I would probably just assume they don't do it. You know, like, ah, eh, that person might not even do that. Um, meanwhile, yeah. you really, really want to, you just haven't put it out there. So nobody knows. They just think you don't speak. They don't exactly. want to bother you with it. <laughs> 100% definitely I remember somebody once even saying I remember a lady entrepreneur that was doing a live stream and I, I said to her on the live stream because this is also one of my ways that I sort of like I jump on live streams and I could use that as an opportunity to try and get their attention for a client of mine and so I was like I you know do you accept speakers for you got you've got your event coming up do you accept outside speakers and then she was like yeah I do but I think she thought it was probably for me and so she was like yeah I do but I need people with experience you need to be able to give me a reel like I don't want people that are newbies and da 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 and I was just thinking in my mind don't worry I'm not a newbie I've been doing this all over the world but for my client she really was a newbie to a certain degree so she had this big vision and this big brand online but she didn't have the experience which we worked on how to get the experience and so I was like okay she said what I need from your client or like I said, I said to her, it's for my client. She was like, okay, I need a real, I, I don't want someone coming and this newbie stuff. I want to hear how they are on camera and so on and so forth. And I need those, like you're saying, like the sort of media essentials in place so that she can examine it from that perspective. And that just got me thinking that, like you said, women do need to sell themselves effectively because they just never know when the opportunity comes. And she, I said to her, oh, don't worry, I've already got those things at one point when she said, is this for you? And I was like, oh, no, this is my client. But, you know, I'm already a speaker all over. And she was like, well, why don't you come and speak then? And I was just like, wow, like this is how easy it could be if we do have things in place. But because I could just be like, oh, no problem. Here is my, you know, speaker's kit. Here is my media page. Take my show rules. Um, in fact, do you need me to post you anything? Cause I've got loads of things to post and then I could just, you know, but it wasn't for me. So of course I was like, no, 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 this is my client. But it just made me realize that now I want to help as many women to be ready so that they don't ever have to feel like, oh, great. I'm not ready now. You know, Huffington Post have reached out or Oprah's team have reached out and I'm completely like, I don't know what to do. I have to tell them I can't do it because I've got nothing in place. Yeah. Oh, Oprah. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's like, if you're ready, you're ready. But what I heard when you're saying that is just like, because it wasn't for you. And I mean, obviously you have so much experience that of course you're confident, but because it wasn't for you, you weren't so attached to it, like crossing your fingers, feeling not good enough. You probably just came across very, very confident. And that's what people are looking for. They just want someone ready to go confident, has a good story. I mean, Tell me if you think this is true, but when my clients really get in their heads, even for simple things like podcasts or being featured on different blogs, um, I'm like, you know, people want people that have good stories and great headlines to give them. Like if someone reaches out to me and they have a great podcast title that I can use for my podcast, if I interview them, I'm like, 
perfect because a great title means more views for me and I get to connect with somebody and they're ready to go. I don't have to come, like I don't even have to think and I have an episode ready for my show. Like, yes, please come on to my show, you know? Great. Yes, one million percent. I remember speaking to one of my um, media mentors, and I was like, "Okay, I'm going to do this PR thing." Yes, I've got to, you know, I've done media studies at college, and I have mass communications and university and everything, and all of that is, you know, very heavily PR related and media studies related. However, I was just like, I want more coaching. So I was like, "Listen, I need to speak to somebody that's in PR." My sister, luckily, is in PR. She's worked with all of the you know, magazines from L to Vogue, you name it. She's done it all. But the thing is, I was like, okay, I need to work with someone that can help me. And I spoke to my mom's friend who is a PR officer in a university. And he was like, he would help me. And I was like, okay, how much? And he was like, no, listen, you're like, you know, you're my, men- you know, I'm your mentor. So <laughs> let's just do the thing. But like, all I want from you is that you would be committed for two days. Let's do this. Let's, I'll give you an intensive. And, um, so we did it and I, I obviously had to give him something. So I sent him a gift and I, and so, I wanted to say thank you, but we did it. We did the training and I remember just being like, wow, like what really makes the media want to book somebody? And one of the things he said, he was like, it's not always to do with how big your brand is or how, you know, you could have, how famous you are and things like that. It's like you said, it's, do you have a good story? Do you have a hook or angle or title, something that they can take and run with and just be like, yes, this is what we're going to cover this week. This is amazing. Or this is going to be great for this show. That's what they're looking for. They're not really looking for how big your brand is or how successful you are. That's why sometimes we see someone just break into the media from nowhere and we're like, how did she get onto Fox? Like I thought she was Mm -hmm. a beginner and it's because, yeah. And it's because her, like you said, the, the title was just so attractive that they just were like, we need space to, to have someone on. She's pitched. The rest of the people out there didn't. So, and her story sounds amazing or her hook is amazing or they angle. And then they're like, yep, let's do this. And that's why when I had 29 Twitter followers, and you see, if, if I had known, that's the thing, you know, they say beginner's luck. If I had known that you're supposed to have like thousands, 15,000 followers or 70,000 followers. I would have never put myself forward for TV. And I had no idea that this was, and luckily back then it wasn't even the big deal. Instagram wasn't out and stuff like that. But if I had even thought of social media, I would have probably just said no to everything. So I'm so glad I didn't even know that that was supposed to be a thing. I love that. And I think this theme that keeps up coming through for this episode is be bold and be confident because how are you going to come up with a great angle or hook or title? You've got to be bold and confident and own it. Definitely, you know, and you will find that when you do it a few times, like you will just become a new person. You'll be transformed. You will be like just glowing from it that you'll be like, Oh my God, I can't wait to do the next one. And you'll also be able to learn from it too and just get better and better with time. I love this. Okay. So one tip I'm always telling my clients or one thing I'm telling them to go do and they're like, but how do I do it? And sometimes I, of course I have some advice I can give them, but sometimes I struggle because I'm, I'm getting reached out to about a lot of podcasts, which is amazing. Quotes from you. So thank you. (laughs) For them, like when I say, go get on some podcasts, get interviewed, get featured. And they're like, okay, wow. So now we know like having a great title, great angles, but like how, how could they 
pitch to them? Like, is that okay to do? Like, what should someone do if they're like, I would just love to get on a couple great podcasts, you know? Yes, exactly. I know what you mean. Like, because there is a difference between having all the information ready and, and, you know, being manifesting, but then there is like, if you want it to, to happen, you have to actually pitch or whether it's someone pitching for you. So yeah, I definitely think it's like two ways in a way, the two main ways, but there's okay. Three. So I would say number one, it would be just to do it through email in the most professional way. So it's like how I would go about it. I'll give you an example is I would go to Apple podcasts or just go, yeah, go to Apple podcasts and just be looking through the podcast. And then I'd find maybe, let's say I find 10 or 20 that I like. And at this point I have spreadsheets with loads of podcasts. So I don't even really need to do that at this point, but every time I work with a new client, they have a different brand. So I may need to look for, or they have a different vision or a different mission. So I have to look for things that align with their brand. So I still in a way need to do this. So what I do look for the podcast I like, like, Oh, this is amazing. This one's amazing. Then I would just look for their contact details. So where's the email? So it could be on there. I might have to go to their website. Maybe there's nothing on Apple podcasts. So go to the website, find the contact page, look for their process. Like, is there a way to apply? Do I need to fill in a form? And if I'm like, okay, there's, there's a contact box. I may just use that contact box and they typically do respond. Sometimes it's an auto response and sometimes it's basically them saying yes, straight away. Sometimes, sometimes it's like, yes, we would love to, when we can, when can we get this booked in? But what I've really found is it is what you say. So I really love to make sure that the etiquette is, is just on point. Like I don't ever do this copy and paste Then Yes, of course, to some degree, because I'm a publicist, I do have to use templates to some degree, but everything is personalized. Like I am really about details. So I know that you have a child. I know that you have a dog. I know that you have three cats. I know that you love this certain biscuit or this, these cookies. Like I go into finding out who is that person behind the podcast what do they love? What do they like? What do they do? So these are the kind of intricate details that I try to find out. I really actually care. And I really genuinely want to really be on your show. It's not just, oh, so I can get up there and be big and just, you know, screw you after. Um, when I say screw you after, I mean, it's in forget about you after and be like, oh, whatever, whoever, who, who was that, you know? So I really think it is about genuinely caring, finding out details about them and just really be like, wow, I, I love what you're doing. And if you really resonate and click, then I don't see how it can be that if you, if you are such, if you're in love with their brand and you love in love with what they're doing, you, you listen to the podcast and you're like, yeah, this is amazing. I want to be on the show. Then they probably think the same thing about you. They probably think we would love to have you too, but it's just whether it, you're ready now or whether you're going to be ready in the future. So it could be for now, or it could be the future. So what you would do is just in that email, that you would send. And by the way, you can still do this through Instagram as well. So whether it's through Instagram, sometimes I've tweeted at the media. I've just been like, how can I send over my proposal? I'd love to be on your show. Or I'll send a DM through Twitter and it literally has turned into an interview, but typically they'll send me their email first. So sometimes it's not just like going to be, book, be booked straight away, but it's going to be like, oh yep, yeah, here's our email, send over the details. And what they're really saying is, do you really want this? Or are you just going to stop just the minute we say you need to do some work, like the minute we say, fill in a form, are you going to do one? So I think that's why sometimes the media are sending out forms or asking us to like, send you all of this because they want to know, are you like just not really bothered? So I would say follow their process if they have one on the website. If they don't, just send an email. And in the email, just say something like, you know, 
good morning or good afternoon or hi or how are you, whatever it would be. Say, how are you? Hope you're well. Never send an email, a pitch email without saying, how are you? I really, honestly, me personally think that it's, I've had people around me that have been in the media and have actually got irritated when they haven't had that. And the reason why they feel that way is because they're so stressed. Typically, most people in the media are quite stressed, especially when it comes to mainstream media. With podcast hosts, it might be a bit different because they're in an inspirational world. But with the journalists, they are in a hard world where everything is about deadlines and they're just, so how they, what they want from you is person, you to be personal. They want you to be like, how are you? I hope you're doing good. Like, how are you keeping safe these days? Or like, especially with what's going on now, if you're pitching in the coronavirus season, but if it's, if it's not that season right now, whatever the season is, if it's Christmas, if it's birth, if, if you know it's their birthday, make sure you do show them that like, that the fact that you care that you're even interested, because to be honest with you, if you don't even show that they're not interested, they will bin it. They will say, Oh, whatever. Like if you can't even say, how are you? I don't even care about your email right now because I I'm stressed. So how are you helping me right now? So what happens is if you say, how are you? Hope you're well. What happens is you bring down their stress levels and they start to think, Oh, actually, yeah, I am good. And Oh, this makes me feel good. And then they start wanting to look at whatever it is you're sending them. And then they open up and they want to respond and say, Oh, by the way, yes, I'm good. How are you? Hope you're keeping good too. And then it just, in a way it's building that relationship. The reason why you're going to end up being on a show eventually is typically because of a relationship. And so if your pitch is good enough, you'll get through and be booked really quickly. If it's something that makes them feel, oh, this was a bit cringy, or they wanted it was all about them. They didn't even tell us why they liked the show. They didn't even mention what they found fascinating about our brand. It was all about them. I want to be on your show. This is what I can cover. Me, 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 me. If they felt it was like that, that is going to be a no or maybe they will accept you when they have nothing, no one better to accept. It's like, oh, there's no one else. Let's just take her for that reason. So we want to really just sell ourselves. And the most important thing is just make them feel good. I always say to my clients, I say to my clients, make them feel good and they will do whatever you say that you, you know, need them to do. If you say to them, I want to be on TV, if you make them feel good and if they think you're a fit, you're going to be on that TV show. I love that so much. And I love that tip about asking them how they are. And I think that's a great tip. Anytime you want to ask someone for anything, because I think you're spot on about podcast hosts and, um, you know, people like you and me in the coaching world, like we are in a much more inspirational um, world. So it's not like I'm walking around always stressed, like maybe someone in the, you know, media, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but it means a lot. Like when somebody actually, even if it's like, I'll say this very honestly, when somebody actually knows even basic things that are just very public, it feels good. Like, Oh, how's your little one? How are you? How's your husband? Like because I've had people that I will bring on the show or talk to in the past a few times where it's like, even things that I like blast on social media that should be so obvious. They're like, Oh, you have a kid. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, you just think like, Oh, like you don't know me? Like even the basic thing? <laughs> like the thing that is like my entire Instagram feed? You don't know? <laughs> it's a little offensive in a way and it's kind of like, oh, oh, you're only here for you. That's kind of how it feels, which doesn't feel good. And I'll be honest, I have a lot of asks in my inbox. Like, can I get free coaching? Can I get free help? Can I be on your podcast? Can you shout me out? Like I get a lot of asks. So it doesn't feel very good when someone's making it all about them. And then 
I, I also have people, for example, um, they'll, they'll pitch to be a part of my programs or my podcast or um, even to work for me on my team. And they, I don't think they're trying to be rude, but it's almost as if they start their emails or their messages out with an insult, like something you're lacking, something you're missing, something they can fill a gap for versus like those ones. I just delete, like sometimes I even block the person. Like I hate that. But then when they message me and they compliment me, give me a good compliment, ask me about my baby and then tell me how I can help you. And I'm probably going to say yes. (laughs) One million percent. Like if you, if like you said, if they're like, Oh, you know, I just love the fact your brand is this and this. Like I found even myself, like when I've reached out to potential clients, I have started off with, Oh my God, I love the fact that you have this. I love the this and this. And then of course I will say eventually, um, however, I noticed you didn't have this. And I think that this is where I could help you. And da, da, da. by the time, you know, they're like, Oh, wow. Thank you for the compliments. Um, this is amazing. I would love to jump on a call with you and talk about that. But I think if I just came at it, like you said, with, this is what I'm offering. I'm a PR person. And I've noticed that you don't have this on your website. They're probably going to be like, who the heck are you? Like, yeah. I don't need whatever you are dishing right now. Yeah. And I think, um, whether it's people in you know, celebrities or people in the media world, or even just us on social media, like we mm-hmm. feel like we're being so analyzed all the time and watched. And, you know, even yeah. like I'm self-conscious, I have things I'm self-conscious about. So when people just start it off with something they notice you're not doing or have, it's like, Yes. You know, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> so <laughs> I think exactly. It does not feel good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't feel good. And that just, it, it brings home your point of make people feel good. So that's why I wanted to share that. Not to complain, but just, it's so true that when you make them feel good, ask them how they are, compliment, or just even point out, like if you, if you, you can go on their social media and find out one thing that's super important to them and just ask them about that thing. That goes a really long way, even though you really don't have to do much research to figure that out. Yeah. And when, you, when you're pitching as well, you can even say something like, I really loved the episode where you interviewed so-and-so. So that even is another way to make them feel like, oh, wow, you noticed? Even if it was the latest one, you don't even have to, they don't, you could even say I stumbled on your podcast and I, I've just been, I'm actually listening to it right now and I, I'm loving this so-and-so episode. and. Mm. And then also even a good outro is also good. Cause like you said, if you did sort of say something that was a bit hard at some point and they're like, Oh, I don't like that. But if you end well and say many blessings or wishing you a lovely day or something like that, that also is another way to make them feel like, Oh, okay. It started positive. There was something in the middle where they were a little bit like, you know, all about themselves or they were giving, you know, a, a, a way that you can improve or something. And then you end with that lovely soft tone again. And then they're like, oh, this, this feels, I can actually eat the spaghetti. Whereas if it's just spaghetti with no sauce, no, you know, there's just no flavor. It's just like, oh, go away. So yes, I definitely agree. And I'm glad you also mentioned this because it's one of those things where we always, we can forget. So it's almost as if we need to be reminded, you know, for sure. And I think people know this advice of like, find some podcasts you'd like to be on and reach out to them. Like that's very simple, but it's these little details where I think they go wrong. And it's also, you know, I think this is the same thing about getting clients. It's like, we really make it about us hitting our goal and achieving what we want. And we forget to make it about them, like getting clients, make it about helping these people, changing their lives, not you hitting your income goal. Like stop getting in your head about that. Um, cause then we just start crossing things off a list. Same thing with reaching out to people for PR. It sounds like it's like, put some love into that email 
don't just send, and I know there are tons of people doing this, sending a template out to dozens of people and whether you get caught or not, because you don't change that name <laughs> or you say hello, Taylor or whatever, and people forget to change the name because they're going too fast. I've been guilty of that. So it's fine in the, be- in the beginning of my business, but none of that. Yeah. It just doesn't work. People feel it, you know? Exactly. And if, I mean, you know, and funny enough that you're saying this, this has even happened to me even now. And it could be something like where I was speaking to someone. So let's say I was speaking to you and then I started emailing someone and I think, I'm thinking of you and then I just say their name instead of, I mean, your name instead of their name. But how I always compensate usually is I, and both, I've even had like a client, um, a pageant contestant once that I even said to the mum, I called her a completely different name, but I think because she still realized this was definitely for her. Um, so what I would do is I normally go back and check my emails. And so if I look and see, oh my God, I did get this wrong. But the thing that would make it right sometimes is the fact that everything I was saying did seem like it was for them. So mm. they will be like, oh, well, she said my name wrong. Or like I even spelled a celebrity's name wrong what, that I had on my podcast. And she didn't even say a word. I think because like, like what we were talking about, if the email is infused with so much goodness they may even just overlook it. But if you're like, everything was just like me, 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 then when they do see the typo or they do see the spelling error or whatever it is, they're going to be like, you spelled my name wrong, you know, like come better than that, you know? But if they, if they think, Oh, this is just so lovely. They're just going to be so just, just amazed and just like, so feel so connected to your brand. I love it. I love this conversation so much and (laughs) I could just keep asking you stuff, but I feel like we've given or you've given so much good advice and tips and just so much stuff. that's like very actionable. Like I feel like people could do all this stuff pretty quickly and see a big result. So thank you so much. Um, Welcome. Can you let everybody know where they can find you and connect with you because I know that a lot of people listening to this are definitely going to want to follow you or maybe even reach out. Let us know how people can stay connected. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. So I have a Facebook group called Celebrity Female Entrepreneurs. I'd love for you to join us there. And I do loads of free trainings and just cover loads of like answer questions, everything in between um, in regards to PR and media. And then I'm over at Instagram at Queen Choma and my website is www.queenchomamedia.com. So definitely come and, you know, hang out over at Instagram and, um, yeah. And I have a podcast called the festive success show as well. And Taylor's actually going to be on it. She might be on it by now. So make sure you listen to her episode and yeah, the show in general. Yay. Thank you so much. I loved having you on. I cannot wait to put this episode out. Oh, thank you so much. I loved being on your show. It's so amazing. The questions you asked were amazing and I love your vision, your mission, your impact. And, um, yeah, I, I, I really, I just want to say this. I, I do always recommend you to my clients for, you know, basically you've been on their podcast or whatever it would be, because I actually fell in love with what you're, what you're doing and who you are as a person. And, and so funny because I didn't even know you, but I knew of you and whatever you were putting out there was so amazing. And then when I spoke to you on our first call, I was like, oh my goodness, goodness, she's even more amazing just talking and I can't imagine how amazing you are in real life. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that a lot. (laughs) Well, I hope everyone enjoyed this show. I'm pretty sure you guys did. And I will talk to all of you on next week's episode. Bye guys. 
I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. But before you go, if this helped you find clarity, feel motivated, or learn something new, can you do me a quick favor and go leave a five-star review on this podcast? It would mean the absolute world to me as this podcast is still really new and it would help other badasses just like you find this show. And that is the most amazing thing I could ever ask for. So thank you in advance for leaving that five-star review. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye guys.